0: Hi everyone, we are United Nations Association St Andrews and this is our Global Politics Recap for November. My name is Anna Pilgrim. The UN held its annual Climate Talks, COP27, in Sharm El sheik this month, between the 6th and 18th of November. Well-known climate activist Greta Thunberg boycotted the talks, stating that it was greenwashing, and the conference faced controversy for its sponsorship by Coca-Cola and the presence of oil and gas lobbyists at such an event. However, other youth climate activists, including Vanessa Nakate from Uganda, Ayesha Siddiqua from Pakistan, and Imran Hussein from Bangladesh, have been present at the conference and demanded climate justice from G20 countries. On the last day of the conference, a deal was reached to establish a loss and damage fund, which will give financial aid and compensation to poorer nations attempting to cope with the consequences of climate change. Including those in Africa, whose entire continent only accounts for 4% of global emissions but suffers disproportionately from the effects of climate change, both environmentally and economically. Protests have broken out over seven Chinese cities this month in relation to China's strict zero COVID policy, in one of the biggest nationwide protests since Tiananmen in 1989. While localised protests are not unusual in China, larger multi regional protests are rare. Protesters were filmed shouting down with Xi Jinping and holding white pieces of paper as a loophole in China's protest and censorship laws. The protest began after a fire in Yurumqi killed 10 people, with speculation that the emergency services were impeded in their response by the Zero Covid policy, although the government and local authorities deny this. Whilst the government has been quick to arrest those who attended the protest, a fresh protest in Guangzhou challenged the authorities once again. China's security authorities have planned a crackdown on, quote, hostile forces following the protests. Ukrainians are celebrating after Russian troops withdrew from the Kherson region earlier this month. Russia has reported a withdrawal of 30,000 personnel from the city. However, prosecutors have reported that war crimes have been committed in the region, including sexual violence and the discovery of four torture chambers. WHO has announced that, due to power shortages and attacks on health infrastructure in Ukraine, the winter will bring life-threatening conditions for millions of its residents. The organisation reported that there have been over 700 attacks on health facilities, and temperatures are expected to drop to minus 20 degrees. Ukrainian President Zelensky has said that currently 10 million people are without power, and predicts that 6 million households will not have power throughout the winter. A top Ukrainian official has called this an attempt at a genocide. NATO has pledged to give more weapons to Ukraine and fix critical energy infrastructure that the Russians have badly damaged. The UN General Assembly passed a resolution which stated that Russia should face consequences for, quote, all of its internationally wrongful acts, which should include making reparations. 94 of the 193 member states voted for the resolution, whilst 14 states, including Russia, China and Iran, voted against it. By contrast, in October, 143 member states voted to condemn Russia's illegal annexation of regions in Ukraine. The Russian UN ambassador declared the November resolution to be, quote, legally null and void, accusing the West of, quote, trying to draw out and worsen the conflict. Two people had been killed in Poland after a missile struck a rural farm, with NATO and the US expressing that it was unlikely the missile was from Russia, but rather caused by Ukraine's air defence systems. Russia has been called out for pushing Africans to fight after a Zambian student imprisoned in Russia had been killed on the front lines, sparking international attention. Qatar is currently hosting the 2022 Football World Cup, although there is some controversy surrounding the host nation. Qatar has been criticised for its strict punishment of homosexual acts under Sharia law, including arresting gay, lesbian and transgender citizens, sometimes forcing them to undergo conversion therapy, according to Human Rights Watch. It is also facing criticism for its human rights abuses and mistreatment of migrant workers who built the stadiums for the matches. According to The Guardian in 2021, 6,500 workers had died in Qatar since its World Cup bid, and since then, 50 foreign labourers have died, with over 500 injured due to harsh working conditions. The UK, France and Ivory Coast have withdrawn troops from a UN peacekeeping mission in Mali aimed at protecting local communities from Islamist extremism. Described as the most dangerous peacekeeping mission in the world, 288 UN soldiers have been killed since it began in 2013. Mali's government has relied on a Russian group of mercenaries, although neither government has acknowledged this relationship. It was suspected in April that these joint forces had massacred 300 people at the start of that month. Germany has also announced that it will withdraw 1,000 peacekeepers from the country by May 2024. There has been conflict this month between the Democratic Republic of Congo's army and M23 rebels. Rwanda has been accused of supporting the rebels, which it denies. The M23 group, which currently has control of a large area in North Kivu province, refused to honour a ceasefire. The Democratic Republic of Congo's government has announced a new presidential election will be held at the end of December. At the end of November, Kenya hosted talks to end the conflict, which the M23 joined. In a new development concerning tensions between the Ethiopian military and rebels in Tigray has seen both sides sign a truce deal on November 2nd, after two years of fighting, which began in November 2020 after the leading party in Tigray seized a military barracks, causing the Ethiopian army to retaliate. This new deal has allowed aid deliveries of food and medicines to millions in the Tigray region, with WHO reporting that 90% of people in the northern part of the region needed food aid. A blast in Istanbul on 13th of November saw the deaths of 6 people and 81 people wounded. The Turkish government attributed the attack to Kurdish rebels. Turkey has since launched airstrikes on Syria and Iraq, aimed at targeting Kurdish bases, destroying 69 targets. In Syria alone, 31 people have been killed as a result, according to the Syrian Observatory for Human Rights. In Kabul, Afghanistan, new laws by the Taliban have banned women from parks, swimming pools and gyms. They are some of the many expected crackdowns on women's freedom in the country as the Taliban extends its influence. Recently, women's rights activist Sarifa Yagami and three others were detained, and 12 people were flogged in front of a football stadium. In Burkina Faso, hundreds of protesters protested on the street for French troops and the French ambassador to leave the country. This is one of the many anti-France rallies that has taken place since September's military coup. Burkina Faso gained independence from France in 1960. In Nigeria, 130 people were kidnapped from the Zamfara region, taking women, children and elderly people. It comes as part of Nigeria's kidnapping crisis, in which victims have been used as human shields or opportunities for ransom. In Sudan, fighting between factions of the Sudanese liberation movement NER group has seen the deaths of 13 people. The UN expects the conflict to continue with new attacks. An earthquake in Indonesia has killed over 268 people, displacing 13,000 people as a result. The UN has reported that 10 million people in South Sudan will need food aid in 2023. The UN Office for the Coordination of Humanitarian Affairs predicts that food insecurity will affect 8 million people, which is 64% of the population. On November 14th, the UK Home Secretary and France's Interior Minister signed a deal aimed at preventing migrant channel crossings from France to the UK laying out an increase in funding from the UK and a 100 percent increase in the number of officers patrolling the French coast. Israel-Palestine tensions have continued this month, including a car and knife attack that killed three Israelis and a bombing at a bus stop that killed a teenager. Israeli officers have killed five Palestinian men in the occupied West Bank this week. The UN Human Rights Office has criticised Iranian authorities for not releasing protesters' bodies. A spokesperson for the UN has estimated the death toll for the protests against the government to be 300 people. The protests come after the death of Masa Amini and have been protesting the Iranian government for their strict laws against women, including the requirement to wear a hijab. The UN has also set up a fact-finding mission to hold the government responsible for abuses in the country. The UN Human Rights Council has estimated that over 14,000 people have been imprisoned for their involvement in the protests. This month, Slovenia elected its first female president. Independent candidate Natasa Pirs Musa was backed by Slovenia's centre-left government and won almost 54% of the vote. In Sierra Leone, a bill was unanimously approved to make women a third of MPs and local councillors. Currently, only 19 of the 146 members of parliament are female. United Nations Association St Andrews wants to thank you for listening. In the description attached to this podcast, we've also included charities that we think might benefit from your donations in relation to some of the news stories this month.